Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019. Back from a back from vacation. We're going to jump into something that's less news, more kind of trend watching. So this article is from Forbes.com. The surprising way real estate agents are adapting to iBuyers buying houses directly from sellers. One of the biggest trends in the real estate, residential real estate industry in recent years has been the introduction of the so-called iBuyer companies like Opendoor, Offerpad, and Zillow Offers that buy houses directly from homeowners and then resell the houses. Phoenix is ground zero for the iBuyer explosion. The two largest iBuyer companies Open Door and Offerpad started their house buying and selling operations in Phoenix. The third largest iBuyer, Zillow Offers, is also very active in Phoenix. Today, Phoenix is the largest market for iBuyers, with between 5% and 6% of houses being bought by iBuyers in recent months, according to real estate tech expert Mike Delpreet. That's over 1,000 homes a month. How Phoenix real estate agents have been adapting to iBuyers may foreshadow the future in many other markets, so let's see what's going on in Phoenix. But first, if you're not familiar with iBuyers, a homeowner can fill out an online form and get an offer a day or two or three later from the iBuyer, including the price the iBuyer is willing to pay for the house. If the homeowner accepts slash signs the instant offer, the iBuyer will send out home inspectors and come back with a list of repairs and the estimated costs for the repairs the iBuyer wants done to the house before they will complete the purchase. The seller can make the repairs or the seller can agree to have the cost of the repairs added to the fees the seller will pay to the iBuyer at closing. A common real estate agent complaint about iBuyers is that iBuyers tend to ask for a lot more repairs and a lot more money for repairs than traditional buyers. The seller can typically cancel the contract if they can't come to an agreement with the iBuyer on the repairs. Each iBuyer has a different set of fees they charge the seller, and there are other differences between the different iBuyers which make it hard for homeowners to compare two or more iBuyer offers or to compare them to selling the house the traditional way. Traditional sale equals more money. The one huge advantage of selling the traditional way is the seller typically makes a lot more money. My impression, so this is the author, my impression looking at online forums of Phoenix real estate agents is the most common complaints about iBuyers are that iBuyers tend to offer lower prices, have high fees, and demand higher repair allowances than in traditional sales. That is, Phoenix real estate agents tend to complain that home sellers make a lot less money overall when they sell to iBuyers. Sell to iBuyer equals more convenient. Although net profit usually isn't one of them, there are several advantages to selling the iBuyer way. You don't have to get the house ready to sell, no disruptions 
to family living in a house being painted, getting new carpet installed, and so on. You don't have any showings to prospective buyers like in a traditional sale. That means you don't have to have the house in spick and span condition at all times and to be ready to leave the house for showings on short notice. Showings can be a pain in the neck, particularly if the family has small children, someone with special needs living in the house, or if they have a lot of pets. You can often choose the exact closing date. You don't have to work around the buyer's schedule. You can choose the date most convenient for you. Some iBuyers let you stay in the house for a little while after you close, so moving out is less hurried, less stressful. No appraisal contingency. In a traditional sale, a low appraisal usually reopens the price negotiations, which is stressful and sometimes ends up killing the sale. No financing contingency. Perhaps the biggest nightmare when selling a home the traditional way is when you find out right before closing that the buyer can't get a mortgage for some reason and the deal is off. If the seller has already moved out of the house, it's an even bigger nightmare. Fortunately, the nightmare is rare, but when you sell to an iBuyer, it's not a possibility because there's no financing contingency in the, purchasing con in the purchase contract. Real estate agents adapt to iBuyers. Okay, back to Phoenix. Some real estate agents have told stories about often going into listing appointments with homeowners and getting questions about selling to iBuyers, or the homeowner would, have already, would already have an offer from an iBuyer printed out and they'd ask the agent about it. Or sometimes the homeowner never brought up the subject of iBuyers, but a little while later the agent would notice they sold the house to an iBuyer. iBuyer companies are spending huge amounts of money on advertising and homeowners have gotten the message and are asking questions. Mike Delpreet estimates that about 40% of Phoenix sellers will get an iBuyer offer before, they're, before they list their home. The attitude among real estate agents in Phoenix seems to have shifted over the last year toward we need to get uh, the last year toward we need to get on top of this and become experts on all the different ways homeowners can sell their houses so we can give each home seller the information they need to make the best decision for their particular situation, whether to sell to one of the iBuyers and if so, help them decide which one or whether to sell the house the traditional way. So the new thing that seems to be evolving in Phoenix is for real estate agents to represent the seller get a bunch of iBuyer offers on the homeowner's behalf, analyze the offers, and advise the homeowner on the options, coordinate everything with the iBuyer as directed by the seller, including re the repair negotiations. It also seems the system is evolving so the commission agents charge home sellers to represent them. The commission agents charge home sellers to represent them is less when the seller sells to an iBuyer because there's less work for the agent when the seller sells to an iBuyer. My goodness, the wording in this article. Some of the iBuyers will in fact pay the seller, seller's agents a 1% referral fee. Or of course, the seller and homeowner can send an agreement before they start for the seller to pay the agent to represent them for a fee of X% percent if the 
seller sells to these I buyers, Y percent if the seller sells to those I buyers, and Z percent if the seller decides to list the house in the MLS and sell it the traditional way. So that's, it goes on a little bit more and it gets a little bit more like personal. This is, Forbes is a glorified blog and, but I thought this was an interesting, this trend is interesting enough to note. I remember um, reading up on Open Door and uh, Zillow offers. I haven't heard of OfferPad until now, but Open Door piqued my interest when it came up because those convenient or like that whole idea, the whole idea of an iBuyer, they're essentially like um, big wholesalers. So when I walk into a house with a seller who's called me off like a bandit sign or a letter or a letter or something, I'm giving them that entire pitch, you know, just how convenient it is to sell to me. But I'm also explaining to them that, look, I'm coming in here. Now, when I walk in, I'm saying, you don't have to do any of these repairs, but I'm taking the cost of repairs into consideration when I make my offer. And that's a hard thing for people to swallow. That if unless someone has to move now or they need the money now or soon, most people think they'll get they'll get the repairs done. They don't ever, but that initial shock of seeing the lowball offer which isn't really lowball, like, anyway, it's lower than what they were expecting. That initial shock is a big hurdle. And only, I've only witnessed time being the best and most effective tool to help them get over that hurdle. Um, so I'd actually be really interested to see how these iBuyer companies approach those. I guess they're just making so many offers that statistically, like they're just, they're hitting all of the, because they have all the money behind them, marketing money behind them, and they can make as many offers as they want, and they've got such a system for it, they can do it efficiently. So, and they know, it, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, it's interesting. It's definitely. So what these guys, so what I do, these guys are doing on a huge scale and agents, it's become so prolific, uh, what's the word, pervasive maybe, that it's taking a chunk of, you know, five to 6% of the market away from real estate agents. And so obviously, you know, they're getting frustrated and so what this is saying, and this is interesting to me, is that agents are adapting to re represent the sellers. And so it, it kind of like adds a level of mediation. So if someone's not confident in negotiating with the iBuyer or with iBuyer companies, um, multiple iBuyer companies, they can bring in a real estate agent who does this every day and they can get maybe a better price or 
maybe less fees for the repairs, just a generally more favorable deal. It's definitely an interesting concept, and I, I don't know if, it, if it's something that will fly in Canada as much. Um, Phoenix is a... I'd love to know what the statistics are for other metropolitan areas. Phoenix is a very interesting market. Uh, there are a lot of wholesalers in Phoenix as well. It's a very different mentality out there. Um, be interesting to see what these companies, how these companies approach the different Canadian markets. And I think it's smart, like how agents are approaching that. And like, look, if you can't beat them, it's not you're not necessarily joining them, but you're still kind of serving the purpose that, like, you know, your fiduciary responsibility and you're getting a paycheck from it. Now, whether or not it's less work, maybe just collecting offers, doing a little bit of back and forth instead of having to list something. Yeah, I guess so. Probably a lot less work. And I think it's really good for the, for the sellers as agents. It's good for the seller. Agents becoming more aware of these, this iBuyer trend is good for sellers because they then know exactly what they're dealing with. And I'm comfortable saying that, like even if someone were to bring in an agent in, a, in an interaction with me, like I am not BSing anyone. I go in there and I, and I say like, look, you could get more if you went with an agent, if you listed, but you're gonna have to deal with open houses, showings, you're gonna have to clean up the place, which every house I walk into, cleaning up the place would be a huge task and you're going to have to do repairs. If not, you're going to have to take it you're going to have to take a discount. So you and then you're going to have to pay the realtor, which is fine. You still might get more. Or you can sell it to me. You don't have to do deal with the showings. You don't have to clean up the place. I will buy it as it is. Here's my price. And so I'm, I'm very upfront with people about like my process. And I think that's why people continue to talk to me, you know, after even a few months after getting the lowball offer, because I'm not trying to like weasel them out of their house. It's just like, look, this is, these are, this is my offer. If you can do it, sweet. If not, it's no skin off either of our backs. In fact, I know a really good agent you know, and he'll help you. And then my agent gets a referral. So I think there are definitely people out there who are, who don't have, um, who don't have the seller's best interests at heart and they just, they're just after the profit. I mean, I'm definitely after the profit, but I want people to be 
as educated as possible. And that could be naive. I wouldn't feel good if I was doing it any other way. Maybe that's why I don't get as many, close as many deals as I would like. But at least every deal I close, I'm completely confident in, in my integrity at the end of the deal. I can sleep at night. And generally the people who work with me have good things to say at the end. So I think there's something to be said about that as well. It'd be interesting to see what happens with these iBuyers as they expand and hit Canada. And I'm wondering if there's room, I'm wondering if there's room to, to do something like that now instead of waiting for them. So if you're interested, <laughs> I, am, uh, I would love to explore that opportunity. Um, becoming a Canadian iBuyer, that would be very cool. Set up that system. I've got systems in place already. Just need some of that corporate financial help. <laughs> and if you have... Maybe you're an agent and you've represented someone in a lowball situation and you have stories like that. Love to hear about it. Uh, if you know of anybody who, if you know anything more about these iBuyers in the States, I'd love to hear about that as well. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is Wednesday. Tomorrow the Bank of Canada um, meets to discuss whether they cut, hold, or raise their interest rate. So... I won't have a, tomorrow morning, obviously, I won't have an article about that, but the next day, um, actually, it might be a couple days, it might be Friday, I'm going to talk with a mortgage agent, his name's Jacob, on Thursday evening, and uh, we're going to talk about the rate increase and stuff like that, so uh, tomorrow, maybe, um, Thursday morning, maybe we do an article, then Friday, we do the conversation, we'll see how that all works out, but that's something to look forward to, and I have a few more articles lined up that just the way markets are going, the way people are buying is a, is very interesting, and the real estate industry is evolving, and it's fun, it's fun to see, it's fun to watch. Have a good morning.